Welcome to episode 106 of the Inside Jogging Podcast, small event of another marathon world record to discuss this week as we talk all things Chicago, plus there's the action from the National Road Relays to cover. But before all of that, in a week where David Beckham's Netflix documentary has been hitting the headlines, let me welcome to the show a man who I wouldn't bet against going out in Cardiff dressed in a sarong. How's your week been, Josh? Have you watched it? I have watched most of it. Uh, I'm three episodes in, but yeah, I'm I'm all good, thank you. In the normal tech at the moment, getting the uh, getting the recovery in race week this week. Which race? Just remind us. The Great South. That took a long while to answer. Sounds like you're in doubt. Yeah. No, I think it was a shit signal. Yeah. Anyway, let's um welcome other co-hosts this evening who, unlike Beckham who spent one of his early 50k paychecks on a BMW M3. This man can't even afford £50 of petrol to get on the M3 down to Portsmouth for the Great South next weekend. How's things, Shano? Yeah, solid, mate. Um, you're, you're very accurate there. All my money's going on energy gels. <laughs> you're just going to pop down the A1 instead to Peterborough, I hear. Oh, yeah, and if nobody else decides to do that, then I might actually pick up a paycheck. Mm, I mean, there's a couple of entrants on paper quicker than you, so guess Shit. it's gone. Shit. Right, let's go into some running weeks. Seems like you've both been doing plenty of activity. We'll start off with Josh, who tells me this week that he's given himself a bit of a, a kick up the backside to get training properly again. Talk us through it, Josh. Yeah, well, that that question is more more so like I've just been a little bit lax with the certainly gym stuff and like extra bits. Um, I just feel like a bit of a pussy recently, so I need to get back on it. If, if there's a guy running, well, we'll go into when we go into the news, but recent marathons just make you think I should be able to run faster than what I have. So there we go. Um, yeah. Monday, you should base all of your expectations of others. Yeah, <laughs> Monday evening. Uh, so I think I said last week started the recovery. Recovery runs are back in. So eight miles with uh, Dav, um, six thirty ones. Nice, uh, nice little easier pace. It's not like a well. I mean, yeah, it's jog basically. Um, Tuesday uh, on the spin bike. This oh sorry Monday on the swim bike. So this was uh after the run, um terribly planned because I didn't go in the morning. I think to be honest, I I kind of got out that the or I'd got in the habit of biking on a um Tuesday Thursday and I almost forget so I don't go in the morning. And you're like oh shit I haven't done it, and then you got to do it after your after your evening run. So not ideal, but there we go. Then Tuesday uh, I had a progression run. So this was 40 minutes progression in block to 10. Um, so did three mile warm up, three mile warm down. So uh, it was a little bit quicker this week than the week before, um, but nothing too crazy. So did 10 minutes at 5.44s, 
10 minutes at 5.36s, 10 at 5.35, 10 at 5.26. So a little bit quicker than it was meant to be. Um, and I did it around the Heath, like Marden and a half, half loop. And it's a little bit up one side, a little bit down the other. So because Rob said, how was the progression? It was like, it didn't look like you progressed the second and third. <laughs> um, but it was because basically I, I was on pace going up the hill on the second one. And then you go downhill. Um, so it ends up just being a little bit quick. It's quite hard to then slow down while you're going downhill rather than that. But yeah, uh, felt fine, to be honest. Uh, so that ends up 13 miles um, just over. Then Wednesday, uh, out in the morning, actually, early one. So ran with Ed. Uh, so we were doing quite a few runs with Ed recently. Um, and funnily enough, exactly the same uh, pace as Monday. So six thirty ones again. Uh, for eight for eight miles. I, I mean, Ed's Strava suggests that you may have dropped him on this easy recovery run. Talk us through oh. the process. Oh, I mean, it, it is like a ten meter hill, and it's at the end of the run. I didn't realize. Basically, there's loads of people. I didn't realize I turned around and went there. Um, but it, I mean, I'm talking literally like ten meters. Okay. At the end of and the then you joined him again. Oh, no, that was the end of the run. I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realise he was next to me. But basically, I mean, I won't use the word I normally use to everybody else, but it's four letters that begins with C. They're everywhere, students. <laughs> Disaster. So that time in the morning is horrendous. Um, you just barge them out of the way, really. Um, that was the morning. In the evening, um, I went out on my bike. I did 30 minutes. This is going to sound really pathetic. But it's quite funny. So, it, it, right, I'm going to explain it, and it, it's much better than it sounds. So we'll start there. So Maddie's house and her next door neighbor's house. We've been playing tag, but and like an adult version, and there's like forfeits and consequences at a certain date, um, and we've got safe zones and things. Um, and there's an app called Life360, so you can see where everybody is at uh, all times. So on this route, I knew someone had just finished work and I'd been tagged earlier in the day. So I used my bike uh, as an aid to, to catch them. Um, so, I, yeah, I caught somebody, which was, uh, which was pleasing. So it was, a, it was a really shit route, actually. There were so many traffic lights. Um, but one good thing, so you know the speed limit in Wales is now 20 miles an hour. You can ride the bumper of a car and barely pedal. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, that was I mean, that was my bike. I'm kind of speechless over your first part of that story. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to react. Honestly, to I will send you some of the videos. I got. To, I'm actually <laughs> it at the moment. I got tagged earlier. Um, really annoying. So yeah. Um, I, I thought the consequence of adults playing tag was like four to six years in prison. <laughs> it's nothing major. It's going to be something like cooking a meal for both houses, which I really don't want to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, that was Wednesday. Thursday, I had um, more of a like sustained. I would say like you probably call it OT one, maybe like the. Rob just calls it a uh, steady run. Um, but I did 50 minutes, uh, 5.28. And three minutes, three miles before, three miles what that um, after. 
and I wanted to try and do as much as I could around Butte um, before it got dark. So I left at half six and I managed, I, I was thinking two laps in, I was thinking I'm struggling to see. I managed to get five miles or five laps in the total. The last one was a bit sketchy. Um, and then basically there's nowhere really where you can do sustained efforts in Cardiff in the dark, to be honest, uh, which is flat. So I kind of, I basically ran down Cathedral Road, which is reasonably busy road, um, but the path is absolutely terrible. So I just ran on the road, then flipped to the end and came back. Did have to have one or two little stops to, uh, to massage my calf a bit on that run. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing major. Um, so yeah, it ends up being 15, just over 15 miles in the end with uh, one from one down. Then Friday out in the morning again with Ed, uh, a little bit slower this time. That was purely the first mile, really. So first mile was outside sevens. Um, so yeah, eight miles, 6.30, sevens. Go on then. What's the politics chat? I'm interested. In uh, it. I'm, I don't want to get cancelled. So I'm just not going to I'm not going to say anything. I nearly did comment um, mm. because I was like, mm, I'm not too convinced that Josh's politics chat is is safe. So, yeah, I just I'm not going to I'm not going to even mention it. <laughs> um, then Wednesday, uh, sorry, Saturday, uh, left this run probably later than I wanted to because I was uh, so actually got quite a bit of studying done Saturday morning. Um, so I did my hilly run again. I literally did the same route as uh, the week before. A little bit quicker this week, about 45 seconds quite uh, quicker. Um, and to be honest, that was purely in two miles. And it was the two really long downhill miles. So I think that was more just, I was a little bit more comfortable than the week before landing where my foot sort of was pronating in because um, it wasn't compressing as much. So on those, I'm, I'm kind of just running the hills at a, a decent effort. And I'm backing off a bit on the downs, but I'm still running a reasonable effort, not like jogging. Um, but yeah, I'm not running hard on the downhills, basically. So uh, annoyingly, it doesn't give me more pace on that because the elevations, you know, when like it gives you the better stat, apparently the elevations better than the earth. Freeze. There you go. Well, it's 70 uh, seconds off 16 minutes, isn't it? It's what, sorry? 70 seconds off. Oh, yeah, quick maths. Well done. Um, and then Sunday, we had a bit of a squad on Sunday morning. So we did this and then uh, watched Chicago afterwards. So um, did 18 miles, average 6.13s. And I went out with Jake, uh, Daff, and got a new, new. he's a listener, but a new member to the squad, uh, Phil from Le Croups. Um, so that was good. They only did, I think Jake was did the most, but with me, did 12 miles. Um, so the last six of my own. Uh, actually, I felt a little bit shit, but as in, I probably hadn't eaten enough. Um, I think it was probably I'd run a bit later in the evening. And then I just felt a little bit like, oh, I could probably do with a little gel or something. Um, but yeah, got it done. So that's my week. So it was 80 miles in total. Um, yeah, and then on to race week this week. So why why are you convinced you're not training hard enough? Uh, not necessarily hard enough. I just feel a bit lazy. I think it's hard when you're not fully training to feel... Do you know what I mean? 
if you think I'm not even doing sort of eighty percent of what I was doing in Spain, and I just feel like I don't know. The problem is my body can't cope with it at the moment. Yeah, I suppose that's it. Um, but you've been watching too much of this David Beckham documentary and watching him kick a ball in the garden for ten hours a day, haven't you? Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I was in the I was in the gym this evening doing my calves and my core. Um, so yeah, back on it with that. And my foot, like it's not terrible. It's I mean it's still not perfect. It it's a really weird sensation because it's not really my Achilles. But if you plantar flex my foot and turn it to the left it's quite uncomfortable um it like compressed it feels like it's compressed so it is yeah it's, it's a weird sensation but I'm not too worried um it's just annoying more than anything so what's the what's the target this weekend then i was gonna ask you to give me one a well, target i mean it's quite difficult because this last two weeks you haven't really done a session yeah i know or last few um, weeks so yeah so i think a few weeks ago i would have thought I want to try and run under 50 minutes, but I think that might be a bit ambitious now. Um, I mean, the thing is, I think the last couple of weeks actually might have helped me the last few miles. Nothing's been that quick, but I've got a bit more time in my legs. So like some of those runs last week, like 15 miles or whatever, that I think actually might help in a different way. Um, It'll be... I'm going to go 50-53. Okay, so I I thought if I can run under fifty one minutes, I think that's probably all right. Yeah, what five oh sixes? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, does it matter? Probably not. Would it be nice to run under fifty minutes? Yes, but it, does it mean anything? Absolutely not. So, yeah, um, got it. good, good, yeah. solid eighty miles. Back on it. Um, I think Shane tops it this week with his week so talk us through it Shane well um, that means you didn't do everything you put in your final surge uh, we'll talk about me in a minute you firstly Shane you talk about, you talk about uh, yourself did, did you uh, did you get any messages last week about your graphic uh, toilet incidents because I had a few messages about that and I mean I'm still in shock myself about it so. not mine or yours the yours changed the week before yours was yeah. oh, was it i Your, got yeah. someone about someone mentioned about the graphic on the pod and i thought that was about you pissing yourself oh that's not graphic that's normal <laughs> right talk through your week shane uh monday i did 71 minutes ish at 705 pace yeah felt fine uh actually and i'd done the long run the day before so was quite happy with that can't remember anything about it though. Uh, Tuesday, uh, did just over ten miles, same pace. I think I did strides after this. Can't remember. Uh, Wednesday, big sesh, didn't we, Aaron? You might, you might need to start writing down some of your runs because this is an epic recap. <laughs> no one wants to hear about easy running. Mine okay. it's uneventful. I run, I run slow, and uh, most of the time, look like I'm shuffling. Um. So the stuff that people do want to hear, uh, there was there's a big uh, big movement in the running world this week because Aaron made it up for a Wednesday afternoon session. Yes, none of us have real jobs. I um, took the day off to be fair. <laughs> so, um, 
Uh, it was actually it was your session, wasn't it, Aaron, that we did? So uh, we did 16K run. Oh, actually, yeah, I did a 16K run of uh, 1K faster than marathon pace and 1K slower than marathon pace or steady. So, so just for clarity, 8 by a K off a K. 16K wave I, temp. I know, I know Shane couldn't understand that when I put it down. He thought we were doing eight, 16K reps. I, I thought we did have 16k with like rest in between. So but but yeah, my my plan was the K's on around about three ten to fifteen. I thought ten would be a bit of a stretch. And then the K's off about three forty to forty five. So that was what I'd hoped to do. And yeah, Shane, go for it. We'll, we'll come to that for your week, shall we? So yeah, that was what Aaron hoped to do. So I hoped to also do the same. Um, so we we did this from Doddington, uh, three odd mile warm up, and I took a gel after my warm up. I was like, I need to get used to these now and all this stuff that all you marathon runners do. Uh, tasted horrible, felt awful. Was thinking, probably poo myself here. Uh, I didn't, so that was nice. Um, so yeah, we did the uh, first K was probably quite generous it's like downhill essentially isn't it and i got dropped by the lads after about 500 meters i was like no uh, just get a grip so i caught them back up so we did a 310 and a 340 perfect pace making quick by three, it was a 307 well the first one yeah all right you've got magic watch mate <laughs> hey, well, right. these are the splits i got on my watch okay three, 310 340 uh, 314, 337, 318, 341, 315, 344. Then we turned around. So that was just one way down the path. They they were, apart from the first one, they were basically in, into the headwind. Then on the way back, we did 310, 350, because we were waiting for Aaron. 309, 342, 310, 339, uh, 310, 335. And I actually... Felt fine, and we were discussing this beforehand. That actually, if you felt good, rather than go faster than you're supposed to, your marathon training, so maybe do a few more reps. So I actually went to twenty k, or ten by one k on, one k off. Um. So then the last two were three oh eight, three thirty five, and three oh six and three thirty eight. And again, those last two k's on were probably predominantly headwind. Um. I actually felt really good by the end. Felt horrendous at the start um, and great at the end. So that kind of bodes well for a marathon. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, and I did a three and a bit mile cool down, 18 and a half mile day. So not bad for a Wednesday. Solid. Even more surprisingly, at 7.15 a.m. the next morning, I did seven miles. So I did a double day on Thursday. So seven in the morning, seven nineteen pace. Uh, felt alright actually. Those are my exact comments from that. And on uh the evening slash afternoon, I was kind of cramming in a lot today. Uh, I did seven point two nine miles at seven ten. I ran that with Ron. Um, I did also go to the gym after that second run. Um, nothing heavy. Just my knee has been niggling since last Tuesday, and it's very weak and. I've definitely got less muscle on that right leg compared to the left. So I figured 
I should probably do something about that. So I went to gym and just did a little bit of uh, sort of leg pressing, leg extension stuff, and a couple of lunges with some weights. Um, then we had coaching in the evening. Uh, Friday, I had a pretty busy day at work. So afterwards, I drove to Tom's and we did um, 10 miles. Josh, you'll like this. It starts with a six. Average 6.56. Buzzing. Um, well done. I know. It was, and felt fine. Where's this... Uh... I mean, as burger. you should. <laughs> Where's this burger place? What burger place? It says Barbell Burger Run. Did you not get the invite from Tom? Barbell Burger Run? He's labelled his Barbell Burger Run for a picture of his dog and a van in the background called Barbell Burger. <laughs> no, Shane didn't get the invite. No, not for that one. I think mean, that's just Tom and his dog, mate. <laughs> I've just wondered, because if that's where you ran, I just thought it was somewhere where you'd run, you're like, you'd finished at this place. But I know it's a village in like the middle of nowhere, so I don't really... You, you know what's happened is there'll be a burger van that pulls up that he's probably told us about before in Sudbrook, and it's going to be the best thing ever. And we've been like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's news to me. So uh, I'm reading off my spreadsheet and not off Strava. Um, probably should do Strava a bit more. And then to be fair, after that, I had uh, a lot of work to do, and I was also quite happy because I was a bit, I was a couple of miles up, and obviously on Saturday was was a wedding. Uh, so this is where my weekends start to get tr- tricky. So I woke up in the morning, and to be fair, I wasn't leaving to the wedding until like sort of caught 12 half 11 ish so i like i can get up and go for a run really so i did and i was going to do like 30 minutes that's all i really needed to do but actually felt really good i really enjoyed it um there was no wind and it was a bit warmer so i actually did 45 minutes or well just under um 719 pace so i was quite happy with that and uh, then went to a wedding drank a lot more than i expected to also very hungry all day. So I woke up on Sunday morning feeling a bit hungover, like knowing that I wanted to do 22 miles. So I drove to Tom's. I was definitely safe and probably legal to drive. Maybe. And just thought the the routes from here are going to be a bit better for a long run. I thought, right, well, I know he's got like a, a 16 or something or 15 or 16 mile loop that we normally do. So I can at least do that. And then if I'm absolutely in, in a pit, then I'll stop. If not, we can do another seven mile loop somewhere. About four miles in, Tom was like, right, I've got either a 22 mile loop or the short one. I was like, do you know what? I feel okay. So we did, uh, we did a long loop. And about 14 miles... I really started to feel hungover then, like a bit dehydrated, a bit sick. I probably I had some energy chews with me and I was like, I should probably take some of these, but I'm really scared that if I do, I'll end up in a bush either throwing up or doing another graphic toilet story. Um, So I held off and those of us who run with hangovers will know that it goes in waves, doesn't it? Like you feel okay for a mile. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm fine. And all of a sudden you feel horrendous for four. So that kept happening. Um plus also 
Tom felt great, which meant he's two-stepping me. And I can just watch my average pace. It was quite impressive, but just every like mile was like just coming down a second, a second, a second. I'm like, still got six miles to go here. I'm not sure. Still got five miles to go here. I'm not sure. And he's like, he's itching to go. And to be fair, my legs felt fine, but my body did not. So in the end, uh, made it. Did 22 miles, um, 6.36 pace. I was pretty buzzing that I actually finished it. Uh, got it all done, even considering I had a bit of a hangover. And the pace was was decent. My legs did feel great. My body was awful. And I did not recover all that well after that. But that rounded up a 91-mile week. Very good. 91 I obviously saw this 22-mile run on the Strava and I thought Shane's been a good boy here. He's not drunk and he's gone and got his 22-miler done. So, I don't know, fair play to get that done. I did both. It was, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've I've had way, way, way worse hangovers, obviously. Um, my guess is I probably had like a normal person's hangover where if we weren't a runner, I'd have felt rough in the morning, maybe a bit better after lunch. Uh, but obviously... We run, so made it worse. Um, so yeah, I, I was quite happy that I got that done, and I don't think I've done a, a week in the nineties since the nineties. <laughs> the nineties, yeah, <laughs> maybe like um, maybe like the last ten years or something. I'm not sure. Maybe I did something at uni. Can't remember. But ah, my average pace for the week was six forty eight. Very very impressive that. Um, now. Initially, I was going to ask you about your week because you obviously did the session on the Wednesday and that was it in terms of effort. But it's kind of explained by the fact that you were hung over on Saturday, on Sunday. So putting any effort into that run would have been a, a no. It would have been a, a no-go, um, definitely. Fair enough. Well, um, let's go to my week then. We've already chatted about one of the main runs. So Monday... I went out in the morning with Philippa and Ruth and did seven and a half miles at 7.40s, just under an hour. I mean, we did a loop around Burley and then came back into to town and I didn't realise that I'd set Ruth an hour. So I was trying to make it up and we ended up doing a couple of car park loops, which I don't think they were impressed with. I mean, but if you're going to do a loop people so you're trying to gain a bit of mileage when you're doing that loop at least stick to the outside don't do a roof jones and start cutting across the car park because that defeats the object of going into it anyway um when you listen to this roof um i might have forgiven you by now but that was monday morning i was gonna run in the evening but for i was a little bit tired and i've got the rest of the week so I'll be fine with mileage. Tuesday. Got a little bit busy at work. We recorded late and finished late and I didn't get a run done. So lesson learned that I need to I need to bag mileage on on Monday and Tuesday morning in future. So that's what we're doing this week. Uh, Wednesday. So I took the day off. And was going to go to Lincoln. Shane's mentioned what we were doing. Started to feel a little bit run down on Wednesday. 
and I was a little bit on Tuesday. That's why I didn't run probably on on Tuesday. I kept delaying it. Like nothing bad. But you know when you like I mean, Eliza's had a cold all week, and I I was like, I don't know if it's just playing. When I was driving down, I was like, I don't feel a hundred percent, but at the same part, I don't feel bad at all, and it it had no effect on the session. Um, well, well, let's talk about the session. So. I'll mention a few things Shane's not mentioned. Warm-up. So the warm-up loop, Shane um, detailed his cow knowledge. In He's got vast quantities of cow knowledge. He also um, thinks he's employed by the area, whatever they're called, the Rangers, because he was, yeah, very, very insistent that we didn't do wee stops where we were visible by anybody at all. So just having some decorum, mate. Yeah. Either do it when you're running like Josh and hide it or don't stop and get your knob out. Yeah. Um, then second half of the warm-up, we took this like trail back up towards the car park. Shane was dropped. And I was like, <laughs> I thought he was in shape, but he's dropped on this warm-up and we're yeah, seven twenties. But anyway, so True. um let me let me get my splits up. So I, I just did, well, eight, but I did 16K. So, yeah, so I have it, I had it down because um, I missed split the first rep, but yeah, I had it 308 and then 340. And then this, they'll be the same as Shane's so at 315, 336, 317, 342, 315, which I took. Now, what Shane hasn't explained and what he doesn't make obvious to listeners is this path we go on. So we're into the wind and we've done about, we've done the first two reps on the path, which is nice, smooth, flat path, pretty much. Uh, in my head, I'm like, I, obviously I've, I've done a marathon on this path. I know it well. Like, maybe they've paved the section a bit further up because Tom's talking about going to 8K then turning around. So at 5k, I see they haven't paved it and we go onto a a trail. So it's it's hard packed mud gravel type thing. A lot of conkers, which I uh, Tom and Ronnie established are softer this season, apparently, than other seasons. Um and there was patches of mud. My core is very, very weak at the moment. So I started to feel a bit weak around the like hips and core more than anything. But I felt okay. I was hanging on to the back of them. Um, I took the fourth rep, 315. Um, and then we turned at 343 because there was a horse there and, and they got scared. And I took a gel. And all of a sudden, we went to go on the next K rep. And I thought Tom was running like three-minute pace. I even said something like, he's flying. Um, And I got about halfway into the rep and I was dropping off and I almost gave up. And I was like, I looked out at a watch and I was still on about 3.15 pace. I thought, I'll just stick at this and I'll just do my own thing. So yeah, I ran 3.16, then a 3.41 because I was catching them up a bit. And then I was like, I said to them, look boys go ahead and I, I just kept them in the sights and I ran 
312, 340, 315, 339, 314, 339. So held it together for like a 314, 39 average, but just did 16K. Um, but yeah, they looked, the boys looked good. As I said, I suffered from halfway, but got through it. So it was nice just to have somebody to chase, to be honest. So Shane's detailed the rest of that session. Um, cool down. Now, as I've stopped at 16K, Shane shouted back that they're carrying on doing 20. There's a bit where we're running, which drops that back down onto that path. So I thought they'd taken that route and they'd just gone out on the path again. So I jogged out on the path and I thought, I'll get to about three and a half K and I should see them coming back towards me. I got to three and a half K and saw nobody. And I was like, this is going to be a long call down. So I ended up doing, I think I was on about six K when I saw Shane and then Shane jogged back to the car and I did a little bit extra with him. So I did five and a half mile call down at 722s. So I think it made an 18 and a bit mile day for me. Um, Thursday woke up actually felt surprisingly good I did 45 minutes well 44.40 7 minute mile in 6.4 miles and was like oh my cold has gone but then I just didn't feel right Thursday evening and I delayed it and I had to put Eliza to bed and I even got changed again and went outside. It was really windy and dark. Jenny needed some bananas, so I just went to Waitrose instead and got some bananas. Um, and it, I did, I'd actually cooked his tea, but hadn't eaten mine. And I was so hungry by 8 o'clock. I was like, I'm just not going to feel good if I run. Friday, still didn't feel 100%, procrastinated a lot, tried to convince Ruth to run. And eventually she finished her farm show and was able to run. So I drove up to hers and we did seven miles, 7.28, a lot of it off-road. So that was all right. Um, yeah, I don't think anything too eventful happened there. Um, Saturday. So I I wanted to feel good for Saturday because I was aware that I'd done a big session Wednesday and in the plan, I wanted to do 10K, 6K, 3K of efforts. So, well, the, the run itself is 5K warm-up. So it's a 35K run, 5K warm-up, 10K at marathon effort, 3K-ish jog, 6K at marathon effort, 3K jog, 3K at half marathon effort, then 5K jog at the end. Now... I did it with Ben and James and the first, well, we, we parked, um, we parked a car down in the, in the fens and I met them nearer to mine and we did 5k warm up from the car. 10k at marathon effort was, um, I wanted to do 325s and the plan was to, to sort of alternate every mile between me and Ben the pace. I took it out pretty much bang on that kind of pace. There's a so it's mostly downhill that for Josh has done it with me before. It's mostly downhill that 10k, but it's not as downhill as it looks on paper. So you go back up a couple of climbs, like climbs, you go up a little inclines. And there's one hill in particular we go over train bridge in that where 
I'd worked into it and Ben took it the pace off the top. And that mile we ran a 5.18. And I was like, I was running this pace on Wednesday for the efforts. So I just hung on to him and I was I said to him, just like chill out a bit. But we held it together, three twenty ones, which is like two twenty-one marathon pace, so quicker than marathon pace. Um for, for I think it was thirty-three thirty for ten K. And felt okay. It was really cute. It was quite warm, as Shane said, it's quite muggy. Um so we just did a real slow three and a half K jog, took some fluids on board. 6k at marathon effort it came out as 322s i'm dubious of the signal at one point because i took the pace on and picked it up and it said we were going slower and i'm convinced we were not so well roughly the same type of pace as the one before 3k jog back into the wind and then the last 3k was all with all with the wind and flat and we ran 318s um, I well on that six k Ben took out put that Ben took it out, and bear in mind I said we wanted to run five twenty fives. The first quarter of a mile was about five fifty pace. I was like Ben, do you want to pick it up a little bit? I don't think it couldn't control his pace. So the last rep, I was like, look, I will take this out for a mile on harder pace. You just slot in. It got to about 2K of the rep. And it was probably the most pathetic voice I've ever heard. Was It was like almost in tears, like, uh, do you want me to take it for a bit? I was like, if you're sure. And he's even <laughs> on that, that he was down. It. So I said to the boys, we had 5K back to the cars into the wind. I was like, can we not? Because you know what us runners are like when we've done a hard session or we're starting a run after a hard effort and you're like oh you feel a bit awful and you make noises and you whine about it a bit they started to make those noises i was like lads let's just get on with it <laughs> they were running six thirties into the wind and i was like fair play um so i just slotted in and just got a bit of a toe back to the car which is nice um so yeah I've only I split this this run so the second half of the run so the second thirty k was at five fifty nine pace so not too bad the jogs are pretty slow but I'm not worried about that it was more about getting some blocks of effort done um and I mean Ben I've had discussion with Ben afterwards because he was like well it was a bit downhill that ten k and it was with the wind but I've done that run enough times in enough build ups. And I've done 10k on it on the same stretch. I've never hit. I've always been quicker on race day than I have in that 10k of those blocks. So I'm confident off that that it, we should be okay going about 223 pace. I hope come nine weeks time. So positive. Oh, actually, the other positive about that was that night I had about five and a half six hours sleep because Eliza woke up at like 5:30. Um, and I'd not gone to bed till midnight. Oh, my Facebook and Instagram got hacked on Friday night. So if anyone's got messages from me, it's not me. That's got um, Matthew Bowser written all over it. I can't get Facebook's gone. 
it's just gone. I'm not bothered about it. I'm more bothered about it because it's linked to my work ad accounts, which I need to recover. But I got back into Instagram. Facebook's gone. But yeah, I spent far too long trying to work out how to hack the hacker, which I was unsuccessful at. So the guys in Vietnam are safer now. Anyway, um, sun. Oh, Saturday evening, I doubled. But I thought 22 miles in the morning wasn't enough. So I saw this come through on Final Surge and it came up as total for the day, like 26.2 miles. So I thought you'd done like like an 18-mile session and a 4.1-mile cooldown to round up to a marathon. No, I just I I just did 30 minutes in the evening and, and it came out as, I think it was 26.1 on mine, but maybe it's rounded up to 26.2. Um, it was 20 degrees at 7 o'clock. It was weird. Strange. It wasn't that hot. Is it's, is it hot today? It's twenty six mm, here today. Still wearing long sleeve. <laughs> they could be, it could be thirty then. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. But this this evening run, I expected it to be horrific, but it was all right. It's seven twenty five, half an hour. Um, I'm now the local legend on the Mick Arden Magic Loop, whatever that might be. Uh, Sunday. Eli's got up early again, so I went out at 7.50 and did 10 miles, 10.1 miles at 7.06s. And I was going to double, but thought better of it. Um, yeah, because, I mean, Saturday was was I, 26 miles. So Saturday, six hours sleep, 22 miles, pumpkin picking. Uh Getting stressed over Ipswich again, even though they won again. Then a du- then another double, so it was a busy day. Um, but I think that was it. Came out about seventy five miles of the week, which I am rectifying this week. I'm going to hit hundred. It's happening. Started off well. Monday's gone well so far, so we'll, we'll see what happens. So a couple more things. Um, I have not used my compression leggings last week and feel worse for it. So I need to get back on them. I I bought, as I said the other week, I bought some new shoes. So Nova Superblast, best things I've bought in a long while. I bought some pairs of Sockney Triumphs. So back in the day, it used to be UK eight and a half, which is US nine and a half. And the ASICs in eight and a half, perfect. The triumphs are eight and a half, bit tight, so they a little bit tighter than I'd hoped. And when I bought two pairs of them, it's not ideal. So there you go. Maybe you'd finally going through puberty. <laughs> yeah, I suppose back in the day, you used to go into shops and try stuff on, didn't you? So you knew, you sort of just hope that they all fit the same, which I know they don't from. And also, back in the day, you were running 150 miles a week. You're probably a little more swollen now. Interesting terminology. Right. Um, let's go to Strava leaderboard. <clears throat> I've got it up. So, what about the leaderboard? The, oh, no, hang on. Let's just load in. <laughs> um, so, lovely bit of business. <laughs> um, He's flying at the minute every week. I think he's top or he's definitely in the top three. Jake Barrafer, 140 miles. That's 
20 miles a day, that's a lot. Um, and the thing is, average pace, 710s. He's not jogging. Well, a little bit, but he's not like walking. Um, I've seen some of his sessions as well, actually. And he's some of his, he's in really good shape. So it'd be interesting. He's doing a race, and I can't remember. I have to find out what it is um, and report back. But um, I'll be very interested to see what he does. Then second place again. Um, he's always up there. Jasper McDowell, 130 on the dot. Uh, he's chucked a cheeky marathon in there as well. And then in third place in the men's is John McEwen. McEwen, I've butchered his surname. Sorry, John. Uh, 113. So those top two are, are well clear. McKe- I was looking. McKeo. Yeah, he's he's got to be Irish. Got to be Richard Keogh used to play centre back for Derby for years. Came to Ipswich, so we'll go with McKeo. Um, just before I go to the the women's 14 over 100 this week. Um, as I'm scrolling down, Ben Heron 96. There he is. Uh, Shano, 28, 90 miles. Good company there. Dan Nash just above you. Skip scrolling. They're next to me, I think. Just above me. Kidnapped him. Um, I'm 47th. Lara Romolo. She's, oh, no, sorry. Jay Morgan, top place. 77. Just below her, Lara Bromelo in second. 76.1. And third place for the women... Joanna Klopsch. That's cool. I like that name. She's got a little... Is it Upsilon? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Umlau is above something, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. One of them two. Um, yeah, there we go. That's the women's. Um, average pace. Now I've started doing stuff like that. I can look at it again. Um, Jake Smith, 40 miles, 547s. I'm not giving it to him. Uh, oh, that's me. <laughs> eight, eight, 80, 80 miles, 6'10s. Take it. Who else is up there? Yeah, uh, on his yeah. ha- Hammer time on Sunday. As me, me and Josh, me and Josh Griffiths nicknamed Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Um, we don't know why. But yeah, he's racing this weekend. I'll be very intrigued to see how he goes. I'm almost nervous for him. This is his debut. So uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully all goes well for him. Uh, he's in Amsterdam. Uh, Dan Jarvis, I'm not shouting him out. He's only done 15 miles. That's probably his actual mileage, to be fair. Yeah, we can move on. Right. Um, I mean, I've got a Strava moan, unless you two have. Um, not Strava. I think you're good this week. Sorry? I think for Strava moans, you're probably good. I can certainly think of an Instagram one before you finish talking. Okay, well, I'll go with Strava Moans. So, I've seen, I don't really know how they do it, and I've seen too many of too many people doing it, and yeah, I don't like it. It's people who uh, stop their watch between reps, so they end up doing a six mile run at like four twenty pace. What are you just not recording yeah. your recovery? It, I don't understand it. What? what Somebody needs to tell me what how they do it and why you're doing it that way because it just confuses me. And I, yeah, I don't like it. It's not big. It's I not saw fair. one. I saw one same same principle earlier today, and it dumped all their recovery into elapsed time. Yeah, well, that's, again, but, 
don't know, don't know how. So it just looked like they'd absolutely nailed their run. But well, the, surely the only way they're doing that is they're stopping their watch after a rep and then just starting yeah. it. Yeah, so not how sure. Are they, how are they? Unless they're with other people who are recording the recovery, I'd say get it. Yeah, mine actually. It's not going to be Instagram, TikTok, TikTok mine. So I got in a hole yesterday, and it just seemed to be people saying running essentials. Apparently, pure sport is a running essential. Pure sport performance socks. I'm sorry. The running essentials you need: a pair of shoes, a t-shirt, and probably a pair of shorts. You don't need anything more than that. You certainly don't need any fucking freeze roll for your calves. Ridiculous. There you go. This is my favourite, Josh. I love this. It just uh, it was uh, one. I was like, idiot. Then it was like five in a row. I was like, fuck off. The other thing as well, these fucking influencers, they're like, oh yeah, today I've got an hour run, I need two Morton gels, I've got my pure spot. I'm like, each run's like fucking costing them a tenner. <laughs> How are they affording to do this? Ridiculous. Because pure, pure spot are paying them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what the secret is, is, is get your running partner who you're doing your sessions with to put their bottles out with their Morton in and just drink theirs. That's what I do. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. Right. Um, listener questions. Um, now, I've had a lot. I put a picture of uh, Telvin Kipton up, who we'll come to in a minute, and ask people for questions. Now, um, most of it is around, you know, whether we think he's doping or not, which we can come to in a minute. Um I've also had a lot of screenshots of his eyes. Have you seen that picture? Did you not see the photo I sent in in the group? Yeah. You could use that for so many different... I'm going to send it again if you want. They're very big. Um, Now, I mean... Oh, it's not very big. They're very red. I don't know why I said very big. Um, (laughs) I've had a couple of questions which are a bit more sensible to ask those. Um... First one comes in from More Pork seventy three. Good username. Uh, <laughs> how, how important is it, is it? Is it Josh Griffith's second account? <laughs> I don't know. Why I just read that. That's what happens. How important are paces at this level? Kipton looked like he was in front next to the pacer at times. Now, a bit of context. I think Kipton's pace went to twenty k, but even when his pace was there, it was just next to him. Um, I mean. Uh, what what are your thoughts on paces, Josh? I know you've had them in races. Yeah, yeah I I, th- I saw this actually, and I think it's how comfortable you are because it's nice having the company, but I I feel quite uncomfortable sitting in a group at the back of a group. I personally would prefer to be not pushing it on, but I would rather not have to sit behind somebody. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's very personal actually. Um, if you're if you're obviously feeling good like he, st- he did, then yeah, you don't need a pacer to drop a twenty seven fifty ten k like that. Because to be honest, not many people can. I think you, at the, some some point. I think the thing is, it sets you up nicely, doesn't it? I think that's the key. You don't end up jogging at the start. You don't end up going. Well, sometimes they do go too quick, but it's yeah, it cuts off the first bit of the race. Yeah, I mean. 
I know you're not very comfortable behind them half the time. I, I, I think they help. They certainly help me a lot because I, I can quite easily drop to the back of a pack and just chill out. I know some people just can't do it. I mean, even going to mine and Ben's long run at the weekend, when he took the lead, I just slotted in behind him and just did whatever he did. When I took the lead, he was almost next to me on my shoulder mm. because he just couldn't run behind me. It just some people just can't do it, and I think it's a bit of a, a skill. But yeah, how important it is, I I do think if he was paced to twenty miles or thirty k, he probably would go under two. I think it's yeah, I, I'd agree. Get that extra thirty seconds just from pacing, um, being paced. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, there there is some windbreak. Yeah, it's um, windbreak, and it's also just that mental. You're not constantly you switch pushing. off. You sort of just let somebody else do the the pushing a bit, and you sort of. Yeah, I think I think like actually, there's there's some literature on pacing and pacemakers in like um, triathlons and cycling and running, and I think the the main thing they really found is that you don't really get too much um, physiological benefits. I think it's it, the main benefits are like perception of effort. So I think that kind of explains it all. Like those people that like Josh who took in, that um, perception is quite, that could be worse for you. So that people like being on the front, but obviously sure if it's really windy, I mean, yeah, took in because there's, there's a huge difference there when it's windy. Yeah. Um, couple couple more questions i thought well let's go with um another boston question boston chicago question thoughts on the tracksmith uh instagram post this one comes in from a username called retirement village now i went on to retirement village's profile not followers not following confused a little bit there's one guy who's on the inside running Patreon um, podcast who's who does the retirement village loops. I'm hoping it's him. But anyway, what you, do you see the Tracksmith post? I know Josh did. Josh, yeah. do you want to talk about it? I agree with it. I mean... So they said, just to context, they said this isn't a jog. They were talking about Boston, weren't they? they oh, I did see it. Yeah, they were talking about Boston, yeah. Yeah, basically they said... Um, I'll, I'll say the message that they're doing a singlet for people who have qualified for Boston and to qualify for Boston, you have to run a certain time. And I think the quote was, this is not a jogging race. Yeah. I don't see what's wrong with that. No. To be honest. Well, I mean, it. do, do people, does someone that goes to the park but want an Olympic medal? I mean, you've, it's a reward for running a certain time. Yeah, I think it was, I think Michael Johnson even replied to it on, on Twitter, which I saw, you know, and I think he was right. Then They were sort of appealing to their audience, who is a more mm. serious Recreation. recreational yeah. runner. Yeah. Rather than, you know, somebody who does park run. So, when you look at it through that context of what they are trying to say, I think you should celebrate success and you should celebrate people who get a Boston qualifier. There's no harm in, in celebrating elite running. 
I, I maybe just, it could have been delivered in a different way, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't no. have any problems whatsoever. Has yeah. it been taken down now? It hadn't for days. Maybe it has now. Maybe they got a little bit too much backlash. I remember reading it, but I don't. I can't. Uh, I can't it's in our group. Um, can't fully remember now. But I, when I was reading, it, I I thought they were like more quoting or talking about the. Um, using it as a marketing to their audience, but I thought it was like a quote from when it first started. Yeah, I think it is. Like, yeah. and that, that's the yeah. point of it. So I, th- I think one, I think people are just being a bit too soft and have taken, like, taken it like that when, yeah, Michael Johnson's right is playing to their audience. Two, I mean, I, I was having this discussion with someone, actually, and it links in with Josh's influencer rant and uh, TikTok rant. I think we need a little bit more elitism to come back. Um, and so I think stuff like that's fine, and it's people still get the opportunity. I think obviously with Boston, like you had to be like so far under the qualify this year. I think I thought they were also sort of backing that up a little bit as well. That actually, so many people now are trying to go for performances, even those people trying to hit age group qualifiers, they're trying to go for performances and the whole standard of it is all going up because actually it's not just about elites. Like everybody's racing because there's the, the standard of the whole race is getting better. Yeah. I think sometimes we um just need to like look at things a little bit differently. And, and I know it's not an exact example, but let's look at football, the champions league, which is almost the equivalent of the marathon majors series. It's like the elite of the elite. You know, that's what it is. It's You wouldn't get them, you know, nobody can just turn up and play in the Champions League. So why do we get so annoyed when we start trying to put some sort of professionalism or celebration of fast running on things? I just, yeah, mm. I also don't always understand it. Anyway, a couple of quick fire questions. Um, shall I ask this one? Yeah, let's go for it. Josh Griffiths, what's more dirty, the recent marathon records or Josh Lund's boxes on a mile 20 after three coffee morning? <laughs> don't worry, don't ask that one. Let's, let's, um, running with Jasper, what are we going to see first? A man running sub two or woman running sub 210? Uh, man, um, I agree. Yeah, I think that's a resounding sub two man. Um, I think we'll I mean a lot of the other ones will be covered last question uh, David Fort raises it um, will he get a good for age spot at London Marathon well, it is just a yes or no yeah what's he run I don't know I'm going to say okay, yes, yes. Um, pos- positivity over here no the question that arises, I know a lot of people in the situation, good for age, I think it was meant to open in October. Uh, it was meant to open in September, then it was gone back to October. I'm not entirely convinced it's still open yet. So um, we'll be relatable for once and I'll go and find out whether your good for age is is open. It says, does it say, I still can't see. I think it's like tomorrow. Tomorrow, I've got a feeling it's it's like this week. Mm. Well, maybe it's not. But anyway, David, you're qualifying. We're saying it now. Tuesday the tenth. 
Tuesday 10th to put a date on it, have they? So, yeah, if I get this out tonight, people get your entries in tomorrow. Um, right, news. We've just spoke about Chicago, but we'll talk about the race now. So, uh, Kelvin Hipsom took the win, uh, new world record, two hours and 35 seconds. He now owns three of the six fastest times in history. Um, the first piece that I wanted to question was, He's 23. Nah, he's definitely at least 33, isn't he? He had a hard paper round. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was 20, 23 year olds don't have eyes like that. <laughs> I was a little bit yeah, shocked when I saw that. I, I just didn't even think about it. I just thought he was, you know, 30-ish. Um so yeah, makes my me not so feel so bad about the comments that I got from Tom on the Wednesday run. Um but I suppose what what he's what he's done over the last twelve months is is ridiculous. I mean you've got to remember going into Valencia Marathon last December, he was unknown. And in the space of eleven months, he ran two oh one fifty three, two oh one twenty five and now two hours and 35 minutes. So he's got an average of 201.30, is it? Which is insane. Um, the other interesting thing is he's negative split all of those races. So does that put to bed your time in, time in the bank theory, Josh? Uh He'd have broken two if he if he got time in the bank, wouldn't he? <laughs> no, I mean I think it, I think it's a little bit past him as well. Like, I mean he can clearly boot it off the back of that. I mean some of them splits are just unbelievable. Yeah. So so thirty to forty k. I think he ran twenty seven fifty. Um, mile twenty two was four eighteen. Yeah. I couldn't run that for fifteen hundred at the minute. Genuinely, it's what it's, what, it's about. You mean ever? It's you a mean ever, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's like yeah, very nearly four minute flat from fifteen hundred. Mm, it's 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 crazy. Um, I, mean, I suppose the other thing is, um, and you, we, me and Josh were watching it, um, and we both said it looks like he's sprint when he goes, he is sprinting. And he goes early. It's not like he goes with a few K to go. It's like 25K. And he he looks so fast when he is running fast. It's um it's it's crazy. But he's I suppose now he's put Kipchoge's dominance in doubt and looking ahead to Paris, the Olympics. Do you think we're gonna see them face off? Good question. Uh, if they face off, are they going to jog round? Is he going to drop a what twenty six minute last ten k? I think isn't the problem like London Marathon though. Well, surely Kipton's going to get an invite back, and surely he's like, yeah, I'll just take the quarter of a million pounds, please. That's fine. I mean, the Mar the Olympics in August, isn't it? So he's got time. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, the only doubt that I've got is if Kipchoge wants to 
complete his marathon majors, I think he's got to win uh, Boston and New York, right? So if he does Boston in, in April, he's got New York in November. Is that going to be his way out of dodging another race with Hipton? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, I. it'd be great to see them go head-to-head because, look, I don't think Kipchoge is going to be doing too many more. I said this for a few years ago, but he's still going. But, yeah, I think Kipton's got him, hasn't he? Surely. Uh, yeah, I think, well, as Josh said, to be fair, you, you'd think how Kipton runs these that um, Kipchoge can't do it that way. But so you think, oh, Kitchogi might have to go out like he did in Berlin the other year and go through in a sub 60, but then surely that's just going to set Kipton up to run yeah. really fast. Oh, I mean, the other thing is, is Kipton interested in the Olympics? We don't, yeah. we don't know anything about the guy, do we? That's the issue. <laughs> Bit of a matter. Yeah, exactly. Didn't I see, I was at Jim in our, Facebook, in our WhatsApp group. There's been a bit of a release about his training. Doesn't he do like, is it like 16K in the morning and then 25K in the afternoon or something? That's the, he does, I think he did three 300K weeks leading into. To be fair, until I see that in person, I don't believe it. Well, there's, there's nothing, is there? There's nothing about his, the way he structures his training. There's, there's not even any news about his, whether he's got a coach. There's just, so much and that's where the question mark i mean i'm sure that they have to be tested well let's face it the the question mark is the fact that he's run what he's running in the manner of which he's running it well it's like, that's, that's the question mark it is but it's the same him and uh Acefa are the same they've come out of nowhere and taken to the marathon at world record pace, like in their first, almost, you know, first attempts, you know, early, early days. And I just can't, it's just nothing in, I don't know of anything in history or anything in recreational running where anybody's done that sort of thing. <laughs> it just doesn't happen, does it? So I think we, we're, we're okay to doubt it. Well, yeah, you can doubt what you want, mate. But yeah, I suppose it looks it makes you look a bit cynical. But uh, you know, the the other thing is in Kenya, there's been a lot of you know positive results, and still, I just think they just need to clear up their desk their testing protocol, don't they? If they just said this is what we do, maybe they do, but I've just not seen it. You know, this is what we do. This is when we test them. Here's their, you know results or whatever then it would just erase a lot of doubt but um anyway um <laughs> one last I, i'm going i'm going for a different review on chicago or a question for you both mm-hmm. did you like the night cut yes Aaron, did you it's not really made an impact on me to be honest no oh, that was my main takeaway from the race i i my main takeaway was I saw the Alpha Fly freeze on his feet and on Hassan's feet, and it had V29 written on them, which means they're still in prototype and we're not going to have them for Malaga, which I was most disappointed in. Why does that mean they're prototypes? Because they're version 29 of that shoe, and then 
it's, it's not a mass produced shoe it's not it's still a a shoe that somebody's produced hand oh, and written on them so no version yeah maybe maybe he's just got 29 pairs no because his hands also had the same number written on them Perfect. so one last takeaway from kipling's race let's run put the question to him and said you've never felt pain in a marathon and kipling said yes and let's run said you have or you haven't and his reply was i haven't so he's still yet to feel any pain in a marathon yeah, I don't know about that. Because did you see his face with about six k to go? He was working. Yeah, but he still had enough to to jump into whoever's arms at the end and and do a victory lap before anybody had remotely finished. That that would explain it then. Maybe he's not he's not juiced us all. He's just got that like rare condition where you don't feel pain from your nerves. Potentially. Um. Let's go into the women's race because it was equally impressive um, in a slightly different way. Um, Safan Hassan took the win, the second fastest marathon in history. She ran 2.13.44. I mean, it's 43 days after finishing her triple at the World Champs. Um, astonishing. Um, I, the thing you can say about Hassan's race is it did her. So Hassan went through halfway in was it 65 48 she was actually six seconds behind uh chepin to get chepin get it even um but yeah lisa san looked like she was working at the end you, you I've, I've seen her interview afterwards and you know no one would say that she hasn't felt pain in a marathon because she definitely definitely did um i thought at one point we're going to see her collapsing like she did in the the world champs just for the line but just about held it together um so second was um check and get itch in 214 18 and then third was uh a lamu of ethiopia in 217 09 um yeah i suppose an odd race in the fact that that a couple of the well a lot of them really went a lot of the women really went for it but they did eventually suffer you know Chep and Getich went going through halfway in 65 42 means the second half was what 69 high um so so yeah it, it took its toll on on some of the women um I think I've got a sand splits here she she ran 1543, 1522, 1532, 1539, 1550, 1554, 1617, 1619, and the same pace for the little bit at the end. So Shane Robinson regression run right there. Solid. Ran a big PB, 223.21, um, running alongside, I think, Sarah Vaughan and Issue Puma as well. Uh, they, were, they had a Puma pacemaker, I think, or their group's pacemaker. He took them all the way. Um, now, Rose went through halfway in 72.06, so she's come back in 71.15. So big 
negative split and she pretty much picked it up. Well, she's pretty even the first half and then has picked it up all the way to the finish. So, yeah, really, really strong, strong run from Rose. And that's fifth on the all-time list, UK. I should have looked at this before. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, I'm real, I'm really. Yeah, her PB coming into this was 226. 226, 227. Yeah. I remember. Um, so you'd think she cemented her place in Paris um, alongside Charlie Perdue, um, unless we have, yeah, another two two women go under 223, which would be, be incredible. But, I mean, Rose has, has only been full-time professional athlete for couple of years 18 months now you know was it port when were we in portugal josh 2019 so what's that four four and a half years no, no, it's, it's after that it's 2020 COVID 2020 yeah so three and a half years ago and she was barely well she was running but she was what looking at 240 maybe 235 240 mm. so yeah massive massive progression um, anything else from, from Chicago from you boys? Uh, I couldn't I was... get the screen, so I watched some Americans <laughs> who were watching it. City, is I, I was also quite hungover. What, yeah, those guys Oh, they're that they're, they're American, they're just the made different, aren't they? Yeah, I'd agree. Um, right. Road relays. I've got the results up here. Um, so on the men's side, Leeds City AC took the win in a tight finish with Old Shot finishing second and Cambridge and Coleridge finishing third. The three teams were separated by quick math, 16 seconds. Um, so very tight at the top. Uh, Leeds, Leeds winning team. Um, and I like this from Phil earlier. He he actually shared somebody's WhatsApp. So Linton Taylor, Graham Rush, John Beattie, Phil Sessman, Ollie Lockley, Richard Allen. I don't think not even one of those is from the North, let alone from Leeds. But we'll let them off. Um, they do trade in Leeds, most of them. I think all of them, potentially. Um, apart from Ollie Lockley, who's Isle of Man. Um, in the fast legs of the day, Omar Ahmed took it with 16.34. I think Stuart McSween also around the same time. One second slower. One second slower, but he was DQ'd because he was... I think international runners have to be declared in January or something ridiculous. I don't quite... But then also, they also had... um, I can't remember his name. He ran like 14 minutes. So they might have... Surely they might have just been DQ'd because he... I think that was a different team, Shane. Oh, was it? Yeah, I like to that. Yeah, they, this was purely Stuart McSween got GQ'd. Fair enough. But he went on last leg, I think. Um, yeah, some really strong runs. Omar Ahmed, Will Barnico, Rory Leonard were the top three. But you're talking mid-16s, which is rapid round, round there. Um, in in the women's, Oldershot took one and two with their A and B team which is pretty impressive. 
Leeds City third, Belgrave fourth. Fastest legs of the day, uh, two women went under 14 minutes, Lee Partridge and Georgie Crec. Um Yeah, it looked like a, a pretty fast day at Sutton, Sutton Park. Did, did you see the the finish for the women's second or third? Well, to be honest, start, oh. the last leg for the women's was very good. I should have said that. The top four here separated by uh, 15 seconds. Second and yeah, third and at the same time. Starting the last leg, older shots beating were leading. That's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty, pretty good. And uh, Kate Axford was on, I think Belgrave came fourth, didn't they? So she was chasing and now she ran third past the second of the day. Yeah, 14. So, yeah, and, uh, another couple hundred metres, that would have been very, very tasty three-way battle. But there we go. Yeah, because the other two I, Around the same, yeah. Emily Moyes and Eleanor Curran around the same sort of time. So she's taking a yeah. good 35 seconds out of them on that last leg. Yeah. Do you know what? They didn't give a med- they didn't give a medal to the B team. I think that's ridiculous. Oh, really? No. no I, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, yeah, if they qualify, then so be it. should be... But like a national medal. So Belgrave got bronze. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're yeah. allowed to qualify for the final... Yeah. Then give them the yeah. medal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, one last bit of news: uh, Cardiff half was in the news all week after Josh talked about it last week on the show. Um, Cardiff ten miles, and I don't know how he said. How do you say his name? Sean. Sion. Sion. Daniels of Lenethley AC, um, who alleged that he'd completed it in 67.58, has run for Wales, have claimed that his world record-breaking pace for the last seven miles was not true, and he has been disqualified from the results. Uh, as Josh said, he submitted, Mr Daniels submitted a GPX file as evidence, but the organisers and others have said, rightfully so, that it was from last year's event, not this year's. So um, they're saying he cut off two miles at around about Roaf Lake. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really probably the only place you can do it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, some very good, very good videos going around WhatsApp chats in South Wales at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I've I've seen him being photoshopped in front of Kipton finishing Chicago Marathon, which also made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 Yeah. It's a strange one. But there you go. Anyway, that's about it, boys. Anything? All right, Josh, you're racing Great South. Um, yeah. Light week of you? Um, I have a lighter week, yeah. Um, just basically, I'm just sun, uh, Thursday runs a little bit shorter. And I'm not doing a hilly run, obviously, on Saturday. So I'm actually going down to London on Wednesday. Um, so then I'll stay there till Saturday. And then I'm going to travel down to Portsmouth. Solid. Shane, Peterborough half for you. Yeah, I'm also going to race. So I'll do Peterborough half and see see where I'm at. I've no idea. We, we haven't. Give, you gave me a target, but you didn't give Shane one. Well, Shane, if it comes up as twelve point nine on your watch, are you going to claim it's a full half marathon? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. So. 
I think Shane you only have to give him a 10 mile split I think 67 67 I'm going to do some quick maths one sec 67 22 but if it's what it was last year that will be about 66 10 I'll take 66 10 for so 67 22 is 509 pace yeah, I, I, I do want after seeing him and Tom run on Wednesday, I think they're in better shape, or he's a probably slightly better shape than that. It's just a difficult one when I don't think it, you'll go out much faster through halfway than that type of pace. You're not going to go out five-minute mileing, are you? Put it that way. No, and I'm going to do a Kipton and pop out like a 410 or something somewhere. <laughs> go okay. Halfway again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I, I've, I had in my head six or seven and a half minutes just as a figure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I can do that or not. Um, so we'll see. But I mean, the, the two half marathons that I've done well in my life, one was Peter on the old course that was only just a little bit short. Um, that, again, I think we, I think we were like six or seven and a half pace through halfway and it picked up. I just didn't expect to be able to do that. And then the one at Milton Keynes... I had about a million corners and was probably also 12 and a half miles. Um, yeah, that, again, I just felt better than I expected. So I could feel like shit, could feel great. We'll see. But yeah, you're right. I've, I, I mean, I've got no intention of doing five-minute miles, put it that way. If the group, the lead group does that, I will have to see. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can get Eliza out on course to give you some grief. Yeah, she will. Then around in front of you when you're coming down the finish. Um, trip you up. So yeah, I think we are gonna do twenty five miles on Saturday. So um we'll see how that goes. What, what do you if you do what you do in steady or easy or easy. Well I'm planning on doing some four hundreds tomorrow, some five K reps on Thursday, and then a long run on Saturday. Basically, I can't run on Sunday. Actually, I can't come on Sunday. Jenny's going to watch Spice Girls on Saturday night, so it's away. Oh, my gosh. Can I go? Um, yes. Quick question, then. Yeah. So you can't make it Sunday? I don't think so. Hypothetically, say you could, but you did your long run, 25 miles at, say, I don't know, seven-minute mile in. How, fa- how, how far do you think you would be able to go with the lead group at Great Eastern? Five hundred metres. <laughs> well, I think Joe Wilkinson's running, so it's gonna go off fast. I hope not. He is, he's entered. I'll go easy, Joe. Josh he's has good. also entered. But <laughs> Josh Lund Josh Lund from Lonely Goat RC. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Genuinely. There's yeah. another Josh Lund out there. Someone meant someone messaged me. So yeah. That's it, boys. Um have a good one this weekend and we'll speak again next week. Cheers,
I'm never, never gonna catch me Cause I'm an outlaw